0: Hi, and welcome to the Country Hope Church podcast. We're based in regional Queensland with locations in Chinchilla, Gainda, Jandawi and Meandara. We hope you enjoy this episode and we invite you to join us for a Sunday service. For full details, head to our website, www.countryhope.church. Let me inspire you this morning. I want to read you God's word, which brings life. This is what God's word says. I'm reading from Job chapter 2, verses 11 to 13. Now, Job had three friends, Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuite, and Zophar the Namathite. When these friends heard about Job's troubles, they agreed to meet and visit with him. They wanted to show their concern and comfort for him. They saw Job from far away But he looked so different they almost didn't recognise him. They began to cry loudly and tore their robes and they put dirt on their heads to show how sad they were. Then they sat on the ground with Job seven days and seven nights. No one said a word to him because they saw how much he was suffering. Wow, what a powerful picture that is of guys coming together and for seven days imagine that seven days without saying anything Uh, last week we started a sermon series on Job and if you were here last week um, or you saw the Facebook post you might have watched the overview of the book of Job that we had on video from a website called Spoken Gospel and it started with a question the question was is God good when everything goes bad Is God worth trusting when you lose everything that you have? Job faced this dilemma. He lost everything that he owned. He lost all his possessions. He lost his money. He lost his superannuation. He lost the whole lot. And he lost all his children. And he lost his health. His response to losing everything was to worship God. His first response, he bowed down and he worshipped God, despite his suffering. And then his wife finally said to him, why are you continuing to be good? Why don't you just curse God and die? Now, can you imagine the wife saying that? I can't imagine my wife saying that. Uh, But his response is interesting. You're talking like a foolish woman. Should we only take good from God and not trouble? In spite of all of this, Job did not sin by what he said. His response was to worship. God is good even when everything goes bad. I can trust God even when I lose everything that I have. And remember, we talked about the fact that Job didn't see God as being 100% transactional. If I'm a good boy, then I'll be blessed and I won't face any bad things in my life. But if I'm a bad boy, then God will punish me some way. And some people, some Christians even, have this worldview that if I'm good, I will always be blessed and I shouldn't have to face anything bad in my life. And if I'm bad, well, I deserve to be punished. Job, that wasn't the bedrock of his faith. Um, And and we ended with the fact that we're fortunate that God isn't 100% transactional because the fact is I don't deserve anything good, but God in his mercy gave me salvation and has blessed me. And so we finished with that thought. Theologically, Job got it right. Sometimes really bad things do happen to good people. Not because of anything they've done or anyone else has done. Sometimes bad things happen just because they happen. Because we live in a broken world. But God is good when everything goes bad. God is worth trusting when you lose everything you have. And that matter was settled in Job's heart. But then we move on to the next phase of the book. Because Job, he still in his heart believes that God is good and can be trusted. But he's going through immense pain. He's going through immense suffering and the next part of the book starts to look at that. He's experienced pain. How does he process that? What does he do when his heart is aching? I'll tell you what he does. He grieves. Job grieves. There's a great passage in Philippians 4 that says, Rejoice in the Lord always and again I say it, rejoice. And I love those words from Philippians. uh, But at the same time, those words can be troubling. Because some people say no matter what happens in your life, you've got to put on a happy face and be happy anyway because it shows faith in God. No matter what you go through, you've got to make sure that you're rejoicing and put on a happy face. But what if you lose everything like Job did? Is it faith to put on a rejoicing, happy face? Where does grief come into it? Is grief actually a healthy emotion or is it a lack of faith? Let me show you what Job did when he faced great loss. This is Job 1. When Job heard of his loss, he got up, he tore his robe, he shaved his head to show how sad he was. Then he bowed down to God and he worshipped him. In Job 2, when Uh, He was in immense pain himself. He took a piece of broken pottery to scrape himself and he sat in ashes in his own misery. And then the passage I just read about Job's three friends coming along and they saw him and they couldn't even recognise him. He'd been through so much pain and physically he was um, uh, afflicted and they couldn't believe it. And then their response is they began to cry loudly. They tore their robes and they put dirt on their heads to show how sad they were. Now that is grief. Middle Eastern people do grief really well. If you watch the news and you watch Middle Eastern people grieving, they do grief well. They let it all out. They don't mind showing the world. They grieve together. And here in Job, he tore his robe. He shaved his head. He sat in ashes. And then he sat with his friends who had dirt on their head for seven days. Now that is grief. There's no, let's all rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice here at this present time. This is grief. What's grief? To put it in its simplest form, grief is being intensely sad over something that we're going through. And for these four men now, Job and his three friends, he was intensely sad. And he let that emotion out. Yet at the bedrock of his faith, he was still thinking about God. God is good even when everything goes bad. I'm still trusting God even though I've lost everything that I've had. He was sad let me tell you grief isn't a negative emotion that we should avoid there are times in our life when we need to grieve grief is actually a god-given emotion that helps us deal with loss grief uh, it helps us deal with stuff psychologically and emotionally and spiritually grief can actually be good for our souls as we grieve loss and you'll find numerous examples in the bible of people who were great people of faith, yet when they experienced loss, they showed grief. And it wasn't a lack of faith, it was actually a healthy human process. Grief is actually a gift of God to us that we can go through as we process loss. Jesus himself shows us what intense anguish and grief is. Just before his arrest in the Garden of Gethsemane, where he said, "My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death, and his tears will grow like great drops of blood, his sweat. So uh, he grieved, Job grieved. Let me tell you, if you experienced loss and you grieved, thank God that he gave you the ability to grieve, the ability to process. And if I got deeply into the psychology of it, then, you know, we could go down the path of, of how it helps you. But what it does is it helps, helps you process negative things, things that make you sad, and then move forward in life. It can actually be a cleansing and empowering season of your life when you grieve. And God gave us the ability to grieve as a gift. We Aussies would do well to remember that, particularly Aussie males. It's okay to grieve... It's actually a gift of God to be able to grieve like Job did and then move forward in our life because like anything God-given, it can be used wrongly. To go through grief is fine and there are times in our life when we go through periods of grief Grief, but I think the key here is to realise we go through periods of grief. The key is we go through them, we don't camp in grief. And so grief can be a season in our life that can be powerful, but it's not a place that we should camp. It's not a place we should build our house. Uh, We move through grief and then move on in God. And that's not downplaying grief. Uh, I've done a lot of funerals for people who've lost children, and I did one just recently. And and I I always think about that, thinking they will go through life with a part of their soul grieving for the rest of their life. But if we allow it to uh, be our campsite where we stay, then it can become unhealthy. But grief is actually a gift from God. Job went through grief. The other great thing about Job's story that I can uh, really learn from is that he didn't go through grief alone. I read that passage about his three friends, Eliphaz and Bildad and Zophar, and, and they heard about Job. They heard everything he'd been through, and they got together. And they said, what can we do for Job? We've got to go to our mate Job. He's obviously going through stuff. And so they went and they saw him. And when they saw him a long way off, they began to grieve in their souls for their friend. And then they went and they sat with him for seven days as Job grieved his loss. First of all, they put dirt on their head to show how sad they were and then they sat with him for seven days without saying a word. What a powerful picture that is. I'm not gonna tell you anything because I don't really understand what you're going through. I'm not gonna preach at you. Instead, I'm just gonna sit with you while you're grieving so that you know that I'm here for you. And I give credit to these guys. They did this so well. To grieve is necessary, To grieve with the support of close family or friends is absolutely priceless. And it makes the grieving process so much easier and we grow through it if we do it with other people. We actually need each other. And grieving together can be a powerful thing where we grow together and we grow in God together as we grieve together. I can't think of any lonelier place to be than to be grieving totally alone and isolated but to be grieving with people around you that love you and care for you can actually be a powerful place and these friends they've got around Job and he allowed them to which um, I think is great as well for seven days they just sat there with him and he allowed them to sit there and they sat there in silence and I don't know if the wife was bringing in food and I don't know what was going on but all I know is that he sat there with his friends Think about it. His head shaved in ashes, them with dirt on their head, sat there for seven days, just being in one another's company as Job grieved. I've been dealing with grief a long time in my job, obviously as a pastor. My very first funeral was a young lady who died of a brain tumour, who was also my first wedding. So I did her wedding. A year later, I did her funeral, uh, died as a Uh, from a brain tumour. And since then I've conducted funerals for babies that have never made it to birth and young kids that have passed away through sickness or accident. And I, I did a funeral for a soldier killed in Afghanistan. And so I've seen it all when it comes to grief. I've seen all the patterns of grief. I've seen the different ways people grieve. There's an important rule when it comes to grief. And this applies to people who are themselves going through grief, or with others who are just sitting with people who are going through grief. And the truth is, there are no rules to grief. How we grieve, uh, for those experiencing grief in 21st century Australia, there are no rules to how you're supposed to do grief. Quite often I'll go meet with a family who've just experienced loss, and one of the questions I ask them is, how do we grieve, how do we handle this? What do we do? We don't know what we're supposed to be doing. And, you know, I just say just just let it out. Don't be afraid to let your feelings out. Don't be afraid to grieve. Don't be afraid to be angry. Don't be afraid to to feel that loss. In Job's time, people found acceptable ways of grieving. And you read about these guys putting dirt on their head and you can think, what the... But that was actually a rule for grief. If you want to grieve with someone, put dirt on your head to show that you're supporting them. With Job Job shaving his head and and putting ashes on himself, that was one of the rules for grief. And so people would do that. In Job's time in, in Israel in the Old Testament, they actually had professional mourners who would grieve on your behalf. And so there were all these rules around grief and people uh, put dirt on their head and sat in ashes and they shaved their head and they, they ripped their clothes and they wailed and they cried. In 21st century Australia, there are no set rules. And so to grieve um, each individual case, it's so hard to define, there are no rules. So if you're grieving yourself, don't feel bad if you don't know how to grieve, just, just grieve, just allow your feelings out. Uh, if you're supporting someone, it can be a dangerous thing, it can be a, a scary thing to actually sit with someone who's grieving. For me, when I get a phone call from the from the funeral director here in town, Anthony will ring me, he will say, this family um, has lost someone, would you please uh, meet with them? I know that's the time in my, uh, in my life where I pray most ardently in the Spirit. When I'm about to go meet a family who've suffered loss and I don't know what they're going through, I don't know what they're thinking, I don't know what their perception of me will be being a church pastor, when I hop in that car and I drive to someone who's experienced loss and grief, that's when I pray in the spirit more than any time else in my life when I'm about to meet with people. It's amazing, though, that on that journey from my house to their house, that intense praying in the Spirit, it's amazing how God will answer that prayer. And God will seemingly give me the right way to deal with people depending on what they're going through and how they're going through grief themselves. Because God always wants to answer that prayer. If you pray, God, this person has felt lost. I don't know what to do. Holy Spirit, please guide me. It's amazing how God will always answer that prayer. And God wants us to grieve well with other people. The key to this though is, the key to Job's grieving and the key to grieving with other people, we must have the firm conviction, God is good even when everything goes bad. I can trust God even though I lose everything I have because grief without that bedrock becomes hopelessness. If I've got nothing, if I don't know That God is good, even when stuff goes bad, and I can trust God no matter. If I've got nothing to hang on to, then grief can be a terrible experience that brings utter hopelessness. Paul writes this in 1 Thessalonians. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died so that you will not grieve like people who have no hope. As a Christian, when I'm grieving myself or when I'm grieving with other people who are grieving, always in the back of my mind, always at the centre of my soul, God, you are still good. God, I can still trust you. And I can go through this grieving process, but I have the bedrock thing in my soul that you are good and that I can trust you. And those words framed Job's grief. They were the things that got him through his grief as he hung on to those truths. And so If you're actually going through grief with someone else who doesn't know those truths, this can actually be a powerful time where you can tell them, not preach at them, but you can, those things that keep you full of hope, they're the times that people want to know about them. God, you are still good. God, I still trust you. And I don't know how many times I've been told when I'm doing a funeral, I've done nearly 100 funerals, and most of those are for non church, non Christians. I don't know how many times I've been asked, if God is good, if God is true, why did he allow this to happen? And then I begin to speak into that from these truths God is good, and I can trust him. And I speak from that bedrock of faith God is good even when everything goes bad, God is worth trusting even when I lose everything I have. I remember the time, and if you've been in this church any period of time, you would have heard this story, but I can remember the time when I experienced grief at its rawest. The most uh, down, the most I've ever grieved, was when um, Jacob Moreland, who lived in was in our church, died in Afghanistan as a soldier. And when Carly rang me up on my birthday, because I was away from home, and told me, because uh, I, was, I was supposed to do his wedding in a few months and then he died in a bomb blast and Carly rang me up and told me and I was physically so full of grief that I couldn't even speak and you've heard of people who can't speak because they're so sad I'd never experienced it till that day and literally for about six hours I could not speak to another person because I was grieving so much also in uh, about David where it says that he cried till he had no more tears left to cry that day I experienced that and so I knew the depths of what grief could be. But always at the centre of it was, God, you are still good. God, you can be trusted. And then I went to Sandy, his mum's place in Gander, as we began to organise the funeral. Always at the centre of her story was this truth. God, you are still good. God, you can be trusted. And I'll never, remember, I'll never forget Sorry, the day that uh, the Prime Minister rang her at home. And so I was with Sandy and the Prime Minister rang and she was comforting him. And she was actually uh, talking to him about her faith. And it was a remarkable thing to see that when you have the truth in your life, God is still good. And I can still trust him that even when you're going through grief, there's still something to hold on to if you've got that thing in your life. My prayer is that everyone here today and everyone watching that this would be the bedrock of their faith. God, you are good and God, I can trust you. And if you're going through a grieving process right now, it's fine. It's not a lack of faith. Do what you have to do with God's help to get through this process. Lean on who you need to lean on to get through this process. If you're currently sitting with someone, as it were, with dirt on your head, as they go through the grieving process. Grieve with them. Don't be afraid to grieve with them. But always have that thing in your soul, God is good, and I can still trust him. It's interesting about these friends. They did this so well at the start, but then they started to make some big mistakes as they grieve with Job. And we're going to look at them next week. Some of the things that they said that actually Uh, didn't help Job grieve they brought condemnation to him as they said them and they thought they were just being good Christians as they said them but they began to say the wrong thing and we're going to look at them next week they're quite interesting but why don't you stand with me now let's stand the book of Job is such a fascinating book as we look at what it is to deal with life to deal with loss and to move forward in God and so we're going to pray If you're grieving today, like I said, just allow God, as I pray, just to to fill you with hope as we believe he is good and we can trust him. Let's pray together. Lord, I want to thank you for your word which shows me about life and about you and about how I relate to you and how I get through life. And Lord, I know that even though I'm your child, that sometimes stuff happens to me that's just... It's heartbreaking, and it brings grief, and it's not my fault, and it's not because I'm bad, it's just because sometimes bad things happen in a broken world. Lord, I pray that as a follower of you, that I would be able to grieve well, knowing that grief is actually a gift from you that helps me process what I'm going through and move forward in life. And Lord, I pray that it would be in my soul that grieving can actually be a positive thing in my life that can lead to growth and could lead to me knowing you even better. And Lord, I pray that all my grief would be framed by the truth. You are good and I can trust you. You're good when I lose it all. I can trust you when I lose everything that I've had. You are good and I pray that would frame my grief. Lord, I I pray for people here today and at home watching who may be going through a time of grief. I pray that they would see that grief is healthy, that they can grow in God. And at the end of grief is joy. Grief is never forever, but God will restore and joy will come. For people who are sitting with people who are going through grief, as it were, people who've got dirt on their head and just sitting with people, Lord, I pray that you would give them the strength and the wisdom to be able to be good friends as we help people through the grieving process. God, we thank you for your presence which enables us and for your spirit which who guides us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Country Hope Church podcast and that this episode blessed you. If you've got any questions or prayer requests, please don't hesitate to contact us through our email, connect at countryhope.church. If you'd like to subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode, that would be fantastic. Otherwise, we hope to see you either online or in person at some point soon.